Welcome to Pod Talk, brought to you courtesy of the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board. Join the team from the Midwest Farm Report as we talk to soybean growers from every corner of Wisconsin about farm and market conditions, research, biodiesel, and the challenges of each soybean crop. Welcome to the new calendar year, everybody. It's time for our Wisconsin Soy Pod update. I am Pam Yankee, fabulous farm babe. Glad to be joined in studio today by Doug Munson. He is the gentleman that is working in conjunction with the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board to make things happen here in the state of Wisconsin. Your checkoff dollars at work, and you're going to get a prime example of those checkoff dollars at work during the 2024 Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo. That's coming up February 1st and 2nd. Beautiful. Um, January 31st is when they the groups do a lot of their meetings, and and we roll into the actual show on the first. Absolutely. Now let's talk a little bit about the highlights that are already in play for the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo. As far as our soybean associations concerned and our soybean growers celebrating a bit of a milestone. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, in 2023, we found out that uh, it was the 50th anniversary of the Wisconsin Soybean Association. Um, Having been new to uh, to the association and just starting our job with them, we were a little surprised and uh, also excited. Uh, the, the neat thing about doing a 50th is it's a chance really to reintroduce yourself to all your partners, all your farmers. Uh, it's a good way for them as an association also to uh, celebrate by doing some neat events. So this year we did a video series. Uh, we are close to unveiling the fourth and fifth part of the series, but they'll be done before the show. Um, we also have a 50th anniversary magazine. It's a one-time edition. That should be coming to doorsteps here pretty soon, and that will also be available at the show. And then uh, at the show the night before on January 31st, um, from 7 to 9 at the Kalahari, we're going to have a 50th celebration. Now, it's a little bit past 2023 at that point, but uh, it's an appropriate celebration. We're going to invite in past presidents, uh, current directors, and all our farm friends, and uh, we're going to celebrate the, the association and all the fun stuff they're going to be doing into the future. Can I just ask, was there anything in particular that stuck out as you were pulling this content together that uh, even you had to stop and take a look at for a moment? Yeah, um, actually, uh, there's a gentleman, he's very well known on the national scene. He's uh, very well known for what he did in biodiesel and for his work at the Kansas Soybean at their uh, association. His name's Kenlin uh, Johansson. Kenlin is a wonderful human being. He was also the very first executive director of the Wisconsin Soybean Association, the Wisconsin uh, Soybean Marketing Board, and he also oversaw the corn side on the association and their marketing board. Uh, what we learned is Kenlin, when he got the job, there was no office, and he wasn't quite sure what to do, so he actually rented an apartment, and his very first office for the soybean and the corn growers uh, was a table, card table in a, an apartment, and that's how he started. Good man, yeah. is And uh, like you said, uh, good foundation and some uh, stories that I'm sure could be told. So all of those pieces of information will be available during the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the online opportunities right now, Doug, because I know you guys have been spending a lot of time upgrading some of the information that's available online, making sure that it's easily found by our Wisconsin soybean growers. Tell them a little bit more about where they can find that now. Right now on wisoybean.org, we, we uh, in the past year, launched a new website. The goal of the website was really to give both uh, the association and the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board their own home and their own presence. Uh, the big thing, Pam, is those are two separate organizations. They work on two different things. Um, 
And, you know, as you know, checkoff dollars can't be spent on any of that lobbying or association work that they do. So it was really important that we separated them, but not just uh, separated them. I, th- I think when we build that identity, we also we also want to make things easy. So like our membership portals online now for the association, uh, before that, they had to go through their national partner. And, you know, I, I did it because I want to see what it looked like. And I signed up for a membership and it took uh, 10 days to hear back from them. That's not real business, especially in today's day and age with uh, all the te- technology we have, all the digital tools we have. So now you can go to wisoybean.org. You can uh, figure out if you want to go to the marketing board or the association. Uh, when you go to the association, you can easily sign up to be a member. And I think that's an important point to look at right now and where we're at with the association is Wisconsin has 14,000 soybean farmers. Um, they have about 1,200 soybean members. You know, that's less than 10% of the population uh, of farmers. And I think about often how small that population just keeps dwindling, right? But all the people that fight against farming, fight against agriculture, they're they're condensed or they're consolidating and they're they're growing actually in numbers. So a simple way, whether it's the soybean association, your corn growers, uh, whether it's in the dairy world, uh, the simple thing you can do is just be a member of those associations. Well, and the other part that some growers and uh, including myself, some days. You forget, especially after harvest, you get your receipts from the grain elevator and you see that checkoff money has been removed from your receipts. And I think there's an automatic assumption, oh, well, I must be a part of the Wisconsin Soybean Association. So to your point, Doug, making sure that we're signing up for that individual membership, either as a person or as an entity, namely the farm, is really important. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, you know, and that that's not uncommon uh, because of the federal soy checkoff. Uh, people kind of confuse that, and they think that well, I'm I'm already a member. I pay that checkoff money. Uh, you know, those 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 dollars that you're paying into the checkoff, they're well spent money. I mean, you've had on your show so many times, Pam Damon Smith, or you've had uh, Dr. Sean Conley or Rodrigo Worley. When those gentlemen talk, those when they're talking on the soybean side, that's all federal soybean checkoff dollars that are spent because they ha- they were spent in Wisconsin. They were generated in Wisconsin. You know, um, the other thing to think about in all of that is, so when you're paying your checkoff, half of that money staying in the state. So you have your elected officials. They're farmers like you, but they're elected officials who are making these decisions. Then half that money goes to the national level. And how do we make sure that what they're doing at the national level comes back to Wisconsin, benefits Wisconsin and Wisconsin growers? And I think the cool thing that people probably don't understand in Wisconsin is you have three USB directors, and then those USB directors have helped to um, – really helped Sean and his team become more prevalent. So Sean and his team are not only doing research in Wisconsin, they're doing research on behalf of the Midwest for the United Soybean Board. So that's a, just a good example of how your checkoff dollars are coming back into the state and staying with the state. I've talked about the dream team before. If you've heard these uh, soy podcasts, uh, Dr. Sean Conley, Dr. Damon Smith, Dr. Rodrigo, really perfect example, as well as their undergraduate students, all their PhD candidates that are side-by-side working with them on Wisconsin-specific soybean projects. And like uh, Doug said, uh, taking it uh, regionally and nationally. Doug Munson's in studio with us. He is one of the contracted partners with the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board, helping to make this Wisconsin Soy Pod update possible. Now, we talked about the business of this association and the business of the checkoff. During Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo, I always encourage growers to take time and sit in on the actual soybean meeting. It will brighten your eyes, I'm sure, when you hear the detailed re- uh, reports back on how dollars were spent, what they did with those dollars, and uh, the return on investment, if you will, because I don't know a grower that walks out of those uh, meetings without nodding their head and being impressed with what's been done. 
Yeah, um, I had my chance. Uh, last year was my first annual meeting. Uh, I wasn't sure exactly what to expect. And what I can tell you is the attendance was phenomenal. Uh, I, I really wasn't sure how that was going to go, and, and it was really good. One of the things that I enjoyed is um, for them to be able to think critically. And when I say them, I'm talking about the board on both sides because the checkoff gives a little update as well um, about what they really did that last year and who were their partners and what kind of projects did we work on. And, uh, as, you know, Pam, we're sitting here today, but earlier today I was at uh, Sarah Stelter's farm. We were going, uh, we were doing a year in review video shoot, getting ready for this uh, upcoming expo. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really even talking to her, it's like, wow, WSA's done a lot this past year. They, they've had a lot of wins, had a lot of successes, and they have their eye on the prize for a bunch of other stuff. So when you're at Corn Soy Expo and you go to any of those annual meetings, whether it's the, our partners in corn and pork or whether it's soy, uh, you're going to learn what those organizations do and how they work on behalf of you. I've mentioned it before, the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo, again, February 1st and 2nd. Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin. Dells go to cornsoyexpo.org, and you can get registered, uh, find out more details. And again, that's where we'll plan on seeing you as well. Now, Doug Munson in studio with us. We want to talk a little bit more about, I guess we'd say, the theme, if there is one, for Corn Soy Expo this year. There's so much that goes on in that 48 hours time, like you said, and it doesn't stop just at the end of the day. It goes into the evening hours as well. Start me off with how the trade show is looking for this year. How many of our industry partners are we expecting? Give me a little sense on the show. Well, um, you're the trade show at the Corn Soy Expo uh, historically sells out. Uh, we are sitting here today at about 80, 80% booked. Um, I anticipate that uh, by the middle of January that should be completely sold out. Uh, I'm mostly excited about how many sponsors have come to the table this year, have wanted to work with these groups. Um, you know, it's neat to see some new groups that are going to come on board and, and do some exciting things at the show. You know, uh, Corn Soy Expo is a great agronomic show. Uh, I've been to a lot of trade shows, and sometimes the message gets lost about what you're going to do. One thing that I think this show always does right is it, it just sticks to agronomy, you know, right? It's very agronomic. And uh, walking around last year, I was more than impressed with the amount of people. I think they had 1,200 people that were at the show in the two days. But it wasn't that that impressed me. Uh, it was the amount of people that sat through every single breakout. And if they missed that first one, there's an opportunity to catch them again a couple hours later. Uh, you know, and unfortunately, there's just not enough opportunities to catch all of the speakers. They get two chances, right? Mm -hmm. So I like I like that about the show. Um, also, you know, who doesn't love going to the Kalahari, right? Well, what a gem, though, that Wisconsin agriculture has to be able to um, have a location that's family-friendly, right? Lies people don't want to come to uh, trade shows sometimes or to go to another yet another meeting because winter is meeting season in agriculture. But, um, hey, if I can take my family down there, my family can get some, you know, alone time, do some fun stuff. I'll go do my meetings. Uh, then I'll come back and hang out with my family. It's just really smart. It's really well done. Uh, I have a lot of respect for that. But this year, I think uh, we're still going to stick on the agronomic uh, range. We're going to de delve into mental health. I, I think that's something that never goes away. It's a serious topic. Um, you know, I think it's sometimes when we get in these topics and we talk about mental health, one concern I always have is we're, we're talking about people who are already past that point where they, they didn't get the help they needed. And what I like to see more of and what we hope to get some uh, tips on this year is what, what do you do in those moments when 
you can feel it compounding, you can feel it compounding, you know, that's when we want to make those adjustments so our mental health can be um, healed, so to say. But too often we're talking about all those things that happen at the far, far, far end stage when there is no more help. So uh, mental health is a big thing, and I think just going and listening to these people is one of those ways that you can look for some of those tips early on that uh, really, really give you that chance to uh, to find some happiness again, to find some some normality. Um, so that'll be a big one. Uh, market sessions, you know, everyone loves markets, right? So uh, I think we have Matt Bennett, actually, we have Matt Bennett booked for uh, the the farm session, uh, the farm markets on Friday morning. Um, he's always a big draw. Last year it was standing room only with him in there. We'll have a farm bill panel. The farm bill obviously is always a big topic. We'll have our friends from National Corn, the American Soybean Association, and National Pork. Um, we're excited about that panel. I, I anticipate that'll be a big draw. Uh, we're going to have a market development panel. That panel will really focus on where your crops are going and how our national partners are helping to get those uh, other places. So we'll again probably hear from National Corn and U.S. Grains Council. We'll hear from the Specialty Soy and Grains Alliance, and they'll talk more about the IP side of things. Um, they uh, uh, will also have uh, United Soybean Export Council, and you know they do a lot of our commodity uh, marketing. And I believe we're trying to get the U.S. Meat Export uh, Federation there. Uh, we like to say USMEF because it's so much easier. But uh, they, they're really good, and they're a great partner. The interesting about USMEF compared to those other groups is they um, work closely with state and national corn grain uh on the soy side, a lot of their funding comes from um, these state organizations. So on our world, the, the marketing board would be looking at being uh, partnered with them on projects, with they, which they are. And uh, so it's good to have them come in, and it gives a good representation and also tells us uh, about our pork partners and what's going on in their world. Uh, that's going to be a really good one. Yeah, you know, and the other thing that we have to remember, in Wisconsin, we are paying more and more attention to those international markets. We've got the Port of Milwaukee now that is in uh, full development of giving us access to those international marketplaces. You mentioned U.S. Meat Export Federation. They work very closely with the Wisconsin Beef Council. And if you're producing grain, you might be producing livestock, too. So, again, Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo gives you a chance to check the boxes on a lot of different things, a lot of different questions that you might be having regarding your operation. And like you said, Doug, it's always about strategy and moving forward. We don't know what the farm bill is going to look like, but we do get great insights at Corn Soy Expo about those markets and and basically risk management. We do. We do. And um, we also, you know, I think another point to be made is uh, it's a good place to go listen to the lobbyists for the the associations. Uh, yeah. When you get those reports, and especially from the state level, you're really starting to understand what's going on, what the Ag Coalition is working on, what the individual challenges for each group uh, are, and then um, how they're working on them and attacking them. For us, that's Jordan Lamb. She's amazing. Um, you know, but... Uh, I really encourage you to come out and listen to what's going on uh, for the people who are speaking on your behalf. You know, if they're not speaking on your behalf, someone else is going to be speaking on your behalf, and you probably won't like that message. Yeah, what is the phrase? If you're not at the table, you're probably on the menu. So definitely make sure that you are trying to be a part of this. And, and you know, like we said, um, it is only 48 hours. It is a family-friendly uh, opportunity. You know, you were talking about mental health, and I can I applaud that Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo has repeatedly kept this on the agenda, brought in different people that share different vantage points on the issue, uh, because that's standing room only. And let's be fair, some of the best mental health therapy you're going to get is being with other growers in the same situation as you, standing in the room, picking up all that information. 
Yeah, that's that's well said, Pam. I think um, isolation is probably the worst thing for mental health, especially when things are going south. Um, you know, when you can be with people, even even if it has to be like-minded or whatever it is that you need, but when you can be with people that are passionate about things that you're passionate about, who also understand the pitfalls and the traps with what you're both passionate about, it helps. It helps the soul. It's good to be around people. You know, the other thing that I really enjoy about uh, Corn Soy Expo is it does give our university extension researchers a chance chance to shine. Now, I understand that there's already been some support of, a, I can't, uh, the bull and beer session where we get our university extension specialist, the face of what a lot of farmers recognize as Wisconsin Soybean Research in front of the audience. Uh, they have open conversation. Every conversation I've had with our extension research partners that are grateful for that soybean research funding money say they walk out of those rooms with more ideas about where we're going with research than they walked in with. Sure, you're talking about the beer and bull session. I think, uh, well, I think anytime you say, hey, come and uh, drink a beer and listen to me talk, and you put those fellows in front of someone, it's going to be a good show, right? Um, I'm always amazed with Sean in the, not just the depth of knowledge, but he's pretty down to earth. You know, sometimes you get with uh, really intelligent researchers, and they're talking almost at you or over you, and you never feel that. And I think that can be said of Damon and Rodrigo as well. You never feel like they're talking at you, and if they know that it's a pretty heavy topic, they find a way to bring it down to the level where it needs to be understood. So it's really a a compliment to those gentlemen, and they do a fantastic job. Uh, That session's packed. It's always packed, is my understanding. Uh, They will, you know, in the past, they've never had other sessions on top of that this year. Uh, This year, there will be additional agronomic sessions at the same time. Um, But, you know, I I imagine they'll pack the house. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And like you said, uh, you mentioned those other sessions. Those are going to be equally well-attended. Remember, one of the uh, areas of research that's been financially supported by Wisconsin Soybean Checkoff dollars, those are your dollars, farmers, are taking a look at gathering data from the farm level on a field-by-field, foot-by-foot space for prescription recommendations on how to move forward in the growing season. I understand that that's one of the areas they're also going to be bringing back up for conversation because, to your point, Doug, they always know the critical success of their research projects is the farmer and their engagement. Yeah, I think I think probably what people don't understand behind the scenes that makes this really unique is uh, those those guys are coming to the marketing board a day ahead of the show, yeah. and they are bringing their proposals for the next year. Yeah. You know, um, in uh, in federal soy checkoff and with all our federal state partners that uh, do the same work we do in, in our other Midwest states, you know, we, we watch them put down an RFP process and it's all or nothing and it's usually early in the summer. But in research, that doesn't really work well. You need that whole summer for that growing season. Uh, you need that spring for that grow. You need the harvest. So Wisconsin wisely has always had their their uh, researchers come during the winter. And so these guys are not only getting ready to tell you about all the awesome research they just did this past year and what they saw and what's going to help and what the outlook is for 24 or 25, they're also going to be kind of excited about the new projects that they know that they just pitched and they're hopeful that they'll get funding for. So it, it's a really exciting time, and uh, it, it, you, you know, you, not everyone gets to see this because it's behind the scenes, but uh, as staff, uh, it's it's really enjoyable to watch how the process happens. Just want to remind you again about the dates, February 1st and 2nd, Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells, the premier show for Wisconsin's corn and soybean growers. It will be a packed house. Uh, like Doug mentioned, Doug Munson in studio with us, like he mentioned, uh, the trade show floor will likely be sold out. You know, what's 
also interesting is, it always kind of depends a little bit on the weather, but we will get a huge walk-up population that decides that, okay, I can get away from the farm for a day or two, and they will have probably over 30% of the attendance that walks in day of. You can find out more details about specifics on the conference itself. Uh, Get linked up, get signed up for membership at cornsoyexpo.org, cornsoyexpo.org. And like we said, a little bit of a homage to the Wisconsin Soybean Association on their 50th anniversary, some fun that will be had there as well. And now that is the other thing. there is fun. It's not just in the halls. It's not just in the beer and bull session. There is a little bit of a celebratory fun event that happens on Thursday night at the hotel. That's correct. Uh, that you're talking about the Porkapalooza. Uh, the Porkapalooza is uh, it's a great event in a way for everyone to, to get together. It's a way for us to celebrate celebrate our pork partners. Um, I, I'm excited this year. We we've kind of retooled the format a little bit. So in the past, um, you know. Uh, Wisconsin Corn had some stuff that they wanted to do from awards, and Wisconsin Soybean had uh, their yield contest that they would put on the end of their annual meeting. And we decided to bring those things into Porkapalooza and also to partner with pork and have all three of them do a live auction. So at Porkapalooza, heavy hors d'oeuvres. Last year was hanging bacon. I'm hopeful that hanging bacon is back on the menu. Uh, it should always be on the menu. <laughs> Lots of beer. I'm sure people love to have uh, beverages and adult beverages. Uh, they're going to have a band, and uh, they're going to have that live auction. And you know, we're going to give an opportunity to celebrate our um, our commodity ag groups that night. Yeah, and like we said, it is where the industry meets Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo February 1st and 2nd. Uh, it's also a great time, as we've pointed out, to find out how your checkoff dollars are being invested in the state of Wisconsin uh, for not just Wisconsin, but our region and the United States. And that's the other thing, Doug, we want to really drive home again. What starts in Wisconsin can have a ripple effect across the United States. Uh, we have our own unique problems and challenges that are addressed uh, with things like uh, you know, water hemp and trying to control that, uh, with things like white mold and developing new apps that help us on that. But this is ultimately a conversation that may start in Wisconsin Dells and ripples across the United States. Uh, absolutely. You know, here's how impactful Wisconsin Ag is. I know you know this story, Pam, but for your listeners, if they didn't hear this story, um, <clears throat> Dr. Damon Smith is very proud of the students that he's had come through his program. He has three students right now. Uh, he's a white mold specialist, right? So he has these three students. One's in uh, Michigan State University. We have University of Minnesota and then North Dakota State University. And they are now faculty there, and they're teaching about white mold, and they're helping people in North Dakota and people in Minnesota and people in Michigan better understand how to tackle this issue. Now, that didn't happen without your checkoff dollars investing in projects that Damon worked on and without Damon and Sean and co having such a rich talent uh, pool of students to, to uh, choose from and to have them work on projects. I mean, it's, that's a huge, huge deal. That's what we always hope for is what are those ripple effects? You know, um, I don't know if your listeners know this, but they say for every dollar that's invested, it's a return of twelve thirty-four. So twelve dollars and thirty-four cents uh, return on an investment dollar. Um, you know how those investments uh, really bring va- value. They can be debated or they can be looked at in many different ways. Biodiesel brings, I think we say over a dollar now. Uh, you know, years ago before inflation, we'll say uh, it was sixty-three cents to a bushel of uh, soybeans that brought that value. Whether it's sixty-three cents or it's a dollar, it's a dollar thirty-four, which we've heard as high as that amount. 
that's a huge amount of value to your bushel of soybeans. So those are the things that, that are ripple effects, right, that can start in Wisconsin or sometimes at the national level, but ha- have big, big impact in the, in the world of soybean. Come and learn more. It is entertaining uh, and obviously informing. And you may get an opportunity to bump in people into people that you won't see for another year. It's Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo. Again, folks, February 1st and 2nd at the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. Full trade show floor for you to enjoy. A jam-packed schedule from uh, beginning to end with agronomic information, like Doug said. And uh, an equal information about what's coming in 2024, be it a farm bill or be it uh, export opportunities. Find it all online, cornsoyexpo.org, cornsoyexpo.org. And again, remember, uh, Doug Munson in studio with me, uh, part of our Wisconsin Soy Pod update, brought to you courtesy of your Wisconsin soybean checkoff dollars at work for you all year round. And again, Doug, like we said, uh, if people want to be a part of the association, now is as good a time as any to get involved and stay involved be it uh, the farm bill or a new processing facility coming to Wisconsin, new export opportunities, that's the way you stay with the pulse of what's happening. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, I get very excited when I work with the Wisconsin Soybean Grower uh, Association. You know, the thing that people don't understand about WSA is they, uh, after the cloud had lifted, right, all this change and, you know, from bad can come good, they are now seeing a path forward where they want to grow as a leader, a leadership group. And one of the things that they're doing is they, uh, they're they going to start their own soy pack. It's going to be the Wisconsin soy pack. You know, these are little little steps that have very big uh impacts later on. So, uh, you know, people really should get involved. Uh, they should get involved because not only is it a great organization, they're actually doing great things. And uh, that that uh, membership also extends to the American Soybean Association, where in Wisconsin you have Don Lutz and uh, Tanner Johnson, two excellent uh, American Soybean Association directors. And, uh, you know, uh, you want to you wanna find what's going on and you want to make sure that your voice is heard and that the right things are being worked on. Uh, become a member. Well, and we just talked to Jonathan Gibbs from Fox Lake. He was one of our Wisconsin soybean growers that learned a little bit more about how the Big Apple was using biodiesel. Those opportunities are available to you as well, folks. Remember, always looking for board members that are ready to step into the leadership roles. That will be discussed as well. At the 2024 Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo, Doug Munson in studio with me on behalf of the Wisconsin Soybean Association and the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board, the financial driving force behind our research that's done here in the state of Wisconsin behind the Wisconsin Soy Pod update. For more, pop on over to cornsoyexpo.org. For the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board and Doug Munson, I'm Pam Yonke. Thanks for joining Pod Talk, a podcast by Wisconsin soybean farmers for Wisconsin soybean farmers. For more information or to listen to additional episodes, visit wisoybean.org or wherever you consume your podcasts.